Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. Thoughts and comments expressed here are the opinions of Chad and Lou, and not necessarily those of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studios. Caution, this show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversation based on pretty much whatever topic you want. I'm your host, Lou Schwalbach, alongside Chad Knight. This week, we'll be talking about those songs you really wouldn't openly admit to listening to or liking, but just can't seem to get enough of or just plain enjoy. Of course, we're talking about guilty pleasures. Per the Oxford Dictionary, a guilty pleasure is defined as something such as a film or television program or piece of music that someone enjoys, but is generally not held in high regard. Today, Chad and I are going to talk about a few of our own guilty pleasures. Unlike Planet Fitness, this recording area is certainly not a judgment-free zone, so I'm sure we'll be giving each other just a little bit of shit about our choices, but it's all in good fun. So if you're ready to hear about what we sometimes secretly listen to and enjoy, sit back and relax, and we'll get this show started. Oh boy, Lou, you really gave that quite the intro, didn't you? I certainly do what I can. All right, man, so how's it going? Pretty good. How's things going for you? Hey, I can't complain. I never do. Well, okay, I never do on air anyway. And who listens, right? Well, that too. Why don't you kick this one off? All right, we'll get this one started. And for my first one, I have... Barbie Girl by Aqua. I can tell by your grin right now. Um, this song, it found a lot of good success on the airwaves, and it's been over all kinds of lists on the negative light, um, such as Worst Song Ever on Blender Magazine, which I've read it, it's a shit magazine, so I don't care, or 20 Most Annoying Songs by Rolling Stone, which is another waste of paper in my opinion. Wow, what music uh, magazine do you like? None. I None. think most of them are garbage. Okay, and is this because they don't agree with what you think, or is it because there, there is there something deeper to the reason you don't like them? Well, Rolling Stone, for example, I'm not a fan of because I just think they're liberal trash. Okay, I mean, but when you're talking about music, it's a little bit different than talking about when they do their political... But they put a lot of their politics into their music, and that's part of the reason I'm not a fan of the magazine. Well, I think we all kind of do that, don't that, we? That and their choices, I think, are garbage. I mean, they're, okay. they they have their favorites, and regardless if something is good or not, it's their favorite. Okay, fair enough. That's, Continue. That's my opinion. Continue anyways. talking about this lovely piece of music you call Barbie Girl. <laughs> There's really no personal memory behind it, you know? I mean, the female voice isn't really that appealing. The guy who's singing sounds kind of date rapey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the bon- it's just got kind of a bouncy dance beat that just makes it so I can't change the channel. It's just like a fun song to me. Okay, I... Honestly, Barbie Girl is one of those songs that I, I'm i not a fan of. You know, it definitely not a guilty pleasure. If you're at the bar or whatever and it comes on, you know, it's kind of one of those, oh, I remember this song, this is great. But, you know, it's not necessarily a guilty pleasure. It's, it's a song that's a guilty pleasure in the respect that you can listen to it and not want to tear your ear hair out. Well, uh, let's find out about that. Let's go ahead and listen to this. All right. Okay, like I said, it, it's not a horrible song in the fact that it's a dance genre type of song. 
which is what the the 90s and 2000s were about you know i think that could be a torture method is by putting that one on an endless loop for a full cd worth but just hearing it once is not terrible Uh, agreed all right let's jump into my first guilty pleasure song which a lot like barbie girl is not something that you would you know necessarily think of when when you're talking to me so mbop by hansen The band consisted of three brothers, Isaac, Taylor, and Zach. The song was originally recorded in 1996 as a ballad, but then reworked in 1997 as an upbeat pop track. The song was a huge success, and it reached number one in 27 countries, including the United States, uh, the UK, Germany, Australia, and Mexico. Here, let's take a listen. Now, this is one of those songs that I find just make my foot tap and my face smile. And get that shit and grin off your face. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It, it's not my usual fare, and I normally wouldn't admit this to too many people. Until today, as it seems, I have just told the tens of followers that we have. It's a feel-good song, and I think it's what... And I think that's why it rates as a guilty pleasure for me. You know what? I can, I can buy that. I'm still... I'm still a little bit shocked it was a ballad. Yeah, I was too. I did not know that. Um, it came out on their first album as a ballad, was reworked for their 97 release as a pop song. What year was their first album? 96, actually. And oh. I, I think it was more of a, not so much of a, um, of an album as a, like... Uh, Just like an EP that... Yeah, yeah. You know, because depending on how much earlier that, that earlier album would be, I mean, were they in diapers at the time? Because they were super young to begin with. Yeah, they were. They were. But anyway, Lou, what's your next guilty pleasure? My next one's um, another one that is just, uh, oh gosh, our tens of listeners, as you so fondly mentioned, (laughs) it's Wannabe by Spice Girls. Oh, now I got to agree with you there. I actually enjoy that song. And the song came out in 96 and the Spice Girls were wanting to be a British invasion. Um, It was all about girl power and they... They're a pretty successful quintet. Um, now I guess they're down to three remaining members, and they kind of ruled the airways in the 90s. Yeah, they really did. You couldn't listen to a Top 40 station without hearing something by them or turn into one of the music stations, especially MTV, without staring at these women. Which is not a bad thing. Everybody gravitated towards one of them. You know, some people like Baby, some people like Sporty or Scary or whoever. My crush was Jerry Halliwell, though. Okay. The redhead, imagine that, right? Yeah. Um, she was spunky and red-haired, obviously. Mine was Scary Spice. And so the guilt wasn't just for digging the song, but it was kind of the band. Let's take a listen. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Taking it too easy, but So the song, it, it has kind of a good beat, and, you know, it's it's a friendly message. I mean, if you think about it and listen to the lyrics, it's a little bit concerning, however. If you want to be my lover, you want to get with my friends, what kind of whore is this girl anyways? I don't think she meant it in the way of get with her friends. I think she just means you have to be like her friends. Right. right. And I get that, but at the same time, 
there's definitely a potential double entendre there, which is probably not what they were going for. Well, or maybe they were. Which, you know, maybe makes them more even more likable. Oh, man. What do you got for me? All right. Up next, I have A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlson. Oh, good Lord. What, you don't like this song? No, it's conjuring up memories of a movie. Which movie? White Chicks. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's the Wayne's Brother one, and okay. it has Terry Crews, big old Terry Crews, right. singing this song. Oh. It's hilarious, dude. Seriously, you'll have to YouTube it. <laughs> Vanessa Carlson released this song in 2002. It had really widespread success, reaching number one in Australia and the top five in the U.S. and Ireland and the top ten in the U.K., France, Italy, and the Netherlands. It's a song about a lost love. She states it was about her grandfather who had recently passed away. Here, take a quick listen. So it has been covered by the likes of Victoria Justice, uh, an actress who worked mostly on soundtracks for Nickelodeon, uh, David Archuleta, uh, second place in American Idol 2008, okay. uh, Terry Crews, which you brought up, which is a football player slash actor, and the cast of Glee. What uh, hasn't Glee done? Uh, I don't know. They did Rocky Horror fucking picture show, and it was a train wreck. There are some Glee songs, I'm not going to lie, that are Oh, there are some great ones out there. Too, like the Bruno Mars Marry Me song was actually entertaining. Mm-hmm. But Glee, I never, I, I was never a Glee. I was never one either. My girls, however, were. And I think my favorite song they did was probably the Journey cover. I'm, I'm going to actually kind of agree. That was one of the first ones that came to mind also. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think this is a guilty pleasure song for me because... Of the warm and mushy feeling I get from listening to it. You get the feels. I get the feels. But I tend to like music with a slightly harder feel to it. That said, uh, this is a great guilty pleasure song. What do you got, Lou? Mine is, it's a guilty pleasure just because I enjoy the song and... It's Hootie and the Blowfish doing I Only Want to Be With You. Hootie was another one that was all over the air in the mid-90s, 95. Hey, don't call him Hootie. <laughs> Fine. Darius Rucker and his band <laughs> before he went country. Uh, they debuted in the early 90s and were very popular due to the easy listening style and radio friendliness of their music. I mean, you could hear it anywhere. It's like Def Leppard, you know? You can find it anywhere on the Oh, radio. yeah, absolutely. The popularity to me was a little bit of a question because every fucking song sounds the same. Yes, Hootie and the Blowfish, they're, they're kind of like uh, Steve Miller in that way. Kind of. I don't hear it as much with Steve Miller, but I mean, they've even made something the saying everything is a Hootie type song because it all sounds the same. You know, there's a few other ones. Nickelback for a while did that. Aerosmith off of their Get a Grip album. They had even did a little parody of that on Saturday Night Live where it's like, it's Amazing, Crazy Angel, and they did a montage of all three, and they ran into each other and sounded the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can I can see that. You know, and let's just take a listen for a second. this song comes on i can't help but still listen to it and unfortunately kind of sing along even because the the lyrics are easy and it's just a kind of a fun song i mean there's really no rhyme or reason to it i mean could i listen to more than a couple of songs by them no but 
I can handle this one. But this would be one of them on the list of songs to uh, listen to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I don't disagree. I mean, I enjoy the song. I enjoy Hootie and the Blowfish. And, you know, I've listened to Darius as a country artist, and he's not bad doing that either. No, and in fact, I'm sure you've heard the Wagon Wheel song that he made, he helped make even more popular. Right. All right, so up next, and I'm going to preface this one that says, if you laugh at me, Lou, I'm, I'm going to punch you. Well, I'm not really going to punch you, but it's Informer by Snow. Okay, so Informer was... A, you can't even say it without laughing. How am I not supposed to laugh? <laughs> yes, but... Uh, okay, fair enough. But anyway, uh, Darren Kenneth O'Brien, uh, known to the world as Canadian Reggae Rapper Snow. Yes, Canadian Reggae Rapper Snow. Just uh, wrap your head around that one for a moment, folks. Well, let me start off by saying that this 1992 song was ranked in the seven worst U.S. number one singles of the 90s by Pitchfork Media. That said, the song was number one for seven consecutive weeks in the U.S. Many reggae purists viewed the song, along with the works of Ine Camazo, Diana King, Shaggy, and Shaba Ranks, as an exa- another example of, quote-unquote, watered-down commercial reggae that rose to international popularity in the 1990s. Here, let's listen. The sketch comedy show In Living Color in a mock video featuring Jim Carrey as Snow famously parodied the criticisms of reggae purists. Throughout the video, Carrey flees from angry Jamaican Rastafarians determined to reclaim the purity of reggae from commercialism. Why would I call us a guilty pleasure song? Simple. Something a lot of people don't know about me is that I really enjoy reggae music. And I guess I enjoy watered-down reggae music. <laughs> and though in a lot of ways this could be considered a parody of true reggae music, it was just too much fun to listen to. What are your thoughts, Lou? Yeah, oh gosh. I never listened to this when it was first out. Um, I kind of avoided it because I'm not a big reggae fan. Okay. Um, I will have to say, however, that this, if anything, would have been put on my earworm list because... Once I did the music for this, I could not get this goddamn song out of my head. So thank you for that. <laughs> hey, no problem, man. Um, it's I can't even say it's not a terrible song because it's not great. It's not the worst song I've ever heard. It's catchy, though. It's got a hook that you just cannot get out of your head, want, want to or not. And I can see where it'd be a guilty pleasure. And uh, who am I to judge? Who am I kidding? I'm, I'm judging. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. All right. So what do you got next, Lou? You know what? And I'm actually going to pick... I've got one here that is... Another one that ranks pretty high on the list of most detested songs ever, and that was We Built This City by Starship. Really? That's that's a song that people consider to be bad? It is considered as one of the worst songs of the 80s. Like, literally top of the top five list of worst hated songs ever. I love that song. I do too! Okay. It reminds me of High Roller Skating. Yes, High Roller Skating Center. Absolutely. Which is now a fucking quick trip. Yeah, it is. I remember I almost teared up a little bit when I first saw it. I'm like, aww. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody went to birthday parties there. Oh, birthday parties. Because every, they were free, remember? Right, and every Friday night uh, was like the high school or the junior high, was they had it so you could go and it was cheaper than normal. And Yep, and they had the little paper flowers that you could give to people. and Oh, and request a song. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was... The big foam dice they threw out there. You had to be in a corner to get free passes and such. Yep, yep. Um, anyways, 
this song actually went to number one in the Billboard Hot 100, and it was penned by Bernie Taupin. Of Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Yes, surprisingly enough. He wrote this song, and again, it's one of the most detestable songs that's ever been recorded if you listen to any reviews. They complain about the lyrics and the hypocrisy and blah, 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 blah. Most critics are pretentious thanks anyways. And um, the song really boils down to a pretty standard 80s rock song. Let's take a listen. Itself was nominated for a Grammy in 1986, but didn't win. It won't ever win any best ever or be remembered as anything but, again, a standard 80s rock song. I just enjoy listening to it because it takes me back again to the high roller days and things like that. And it's just a fun song, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I got to agree with you uh, 100% on that. Up next, this song, Mambo Number no. 5. Uh, the song was originally composed and recorded in 1949 by Cuban Damaso Pig. Perez Prado. However, the song we're talking about is the 1999 version by Lou Bega, a German artist. The cover made it to number one in the UK and Australia. In fact, it was number one for eight weeks in Australia. In Bega's home country of Germany, it was also number one. It chopped the charts in France for a mind-boggling 20 weeks. That's more than, that's almost half a year. Yeah, so listen to what makes everyone so happy. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. Now, this is a guilty pleasure because... Again, it's a song that is not in my normal music wheelhouse. Not to mention all of those fine women he sings about. What are, what was your thoughts? Who would have thought a song about being a man whore would really top the charts for a long time? Well, 20 weeks! I know, right? And you know what? It's <laughs> They topped it, and it just kind of proved that once things actually get stuck in your head, you're going to continue to listen to them. But then again, that could be part of the top 40 stations not letting you listen to anything else either. That's true, yeah. Top 40, I and I avoid those now as an adult because I don't want to listen to the same, and it's not even 40. They call themselves a top 40 station, but it's the top 15 songs on, on, a, on a loop, more or less. You know, and I haven't been, WIFC used to be terrible for that. Yep. And I don't know if they still do that, but back in the day, dating myself apparently, you could actually go onto their website and it will tell you what songs they're going to play in every single hour. And it's always a shuffling of all the same songs. Yeah. And um, I think most most radio stations, you can still do that. You can go on and see what's coming up or what has just played. So they, I, I think they did that so they'd stop getting the phone calls like, who just sang that song? Or, or you know, hey, can I have this one? Yeah, wait a half an hour. It'll play again. Right. Just go look. It's, it's there. So that's, I have to say, that's why I do dig the We Play Anything type songs like Big Cheese. Yeah. Because yeah. our stations, I should say, because that way it's like, you know what? Hey, I haven't heard this B-side in a while. Right. And, and here you go. So what do you got for me, Lou? You know, the next one I've got here is, it's, I'm sorry, I can't even say the song without laughing. It's I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I remember, do you, did you ever see the video for this? It's ridiculous. It is hilariously, scarily ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And um, it, this dance pop co uh, song came out in the 90s, and it was just so likable, even though it was so damn ridiculous. We're just going to jump in and listen to it right away. I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so 
two muscled-up models singing about how hot they were and how they were too sexy for pretty much everything. And, I, I, again, I still can't help but laugh. I mean, I'm too sexy for my cat? What the hell is that all about? For uh, pussy. Well, for yeah, pussy cat. Exactly, exactly. And if you want to hear a really weird, interesting version of it, um, watch Ernest Borgnine singing it. What? While rubbing cream on his chest in the movie Basketball. What? I am, I'm not even making this up. I've it, seen Basketball, and I don't remember it's that. It's during the reading of the will. Because when Teddy Des- Densmore died, they had a reading of the will, right. and they have him singing this song when he's rubbing like some analgesic cream or something on his chest. <laughs> okay, mean, that's that's got to go back onto to watch list because obviously it's been too long since I've seen it. You know, and I mean, what else would you really expect from the guys who gave you Team America and South Park? Oh yeah, absolutely. But getting back to the song itself, I mean, I again, I'm I've got a grin on my face, a shit-eating grin actually, because I can't help but hear this song, even as horrible as it is, and just not smile. It's just a fun song. No, I agree absolutely. What I've got next, I don't know if it really qualifies as a guilty pleasure or if it could actually be put on one of these, um, in in my opinion anyway, one of these lists that we do of songs that are ahead of their time. So, but for me, I call it a guilty pleasure because it's I Melt With You by Modern English. Okay. All right. So vocalist Robbie Gray says that the next song is about a couple having sex as nuclear bombs fall all around them. The song I Melt With You by British post-punk new wave band Modern English was included in their 1982 album After the Snow, an obvious call to nuclear fallout. Here, listen to this. So I want to get your thoughts on this song, Lou, and why it might be a guilty pleasure for me. You know, and you kind of blew my mind a little bit with that, because now thinking back on it, I can catch that by the lyrics. But at the time, it was just a an 80s new wave song. It was it was a song about uh, Burger King's yes. Big Mac, or not Big Mac, what do they have? The, the Whopper. Whopper getting cheese, and it melted with the Big Mac. Yes, the TV advertisements just ruined so many songs because of that. Oh, I know. And now that the Beatles, you know, they got all their music is out there now for rent or use or whatever. I see it, and especially Volkswagen uses the Beatles music a lot, and it just pisses me off. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, and Nike used the Beatles stuff for quite a while, too. Yep, they did. Um, So anyway, in the end, the guilty pleasure part of this is actually, it ties into the movie Valley Girl. Have you ever seen it, Lou? I have not, actually. I will let you borrow it. It is a great movie. Uh, The song is used during the falling in love montage in the movie, and it just struck a chord with me, making it a guilty pleasure song for me. Okay, you know, and that's... That is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, what's next on the hit parade, Lou? (laughs) I have... Um, Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. Okay. I, I can uh, I can deal with looking at Katy Perry. I can absolutely deal with looking at Katy Perry as well. And it, it came out in 2008. Um, it has a good beat and kind of an entertaining story from a girl's perspective. Okay. You know, basically saying how instead of how the guy is always saying how the girl is, you know, changing her mind all the time and everything else, the girl is basically saying, you know, you are almost bipolar and get your shit together. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll take a listen. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're 
the video was kind of funny to watch, and let's face it, as we've already determined, Katy Perry is pretty damn easy on the eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a good dance pop song that, even though the radio played the living hell out of it, um, I still like to listen to. I can't really call myself a true fan of all of her work, but I do enjoy this song. Um, part of a little piece of trivia here is that it's been recorded multiple different times, and when The Sims 2 came, came out for the computer, okay. Katy Perry recorded a version of Hot and Cold in Simlish, the made-up language that they had. Right. And they did a, a sim of Katy Perry having her sing this song in Simlish. I, that No, that and, just seems wrong. And just like, and if you ever played The Sims, there are certain words that sound very similar to actual English words. Right. So you listen to the Simlish version, and you're like, that almost sounds like something. It's almost like listening to Red Balloons, the 99 Red Balloons, in German, and it sounds like there's some English words, but it's not. It's totally in German. Right. So that's part of another part of why I enjoy that song. Fair enough. So what you got for me? I have got One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> this song by Canadian rock band Bare Naked Ladies is the first single from their album Stunt. It landed the band on the U.S. charts at number one for, surprisingly... One week. <laughs> Let's take a listen. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the reference on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, but a woman too soon. Yesterday you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. I really like this song, and it's a guilty pleasure because I find the song to be me in a three-minute wrap-up. Always saying things that are wrong, and I need to just keep my mouth shut. What do you think, Lou? Um, yes, you do need to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Should I do that now? Hey, it's, it's our podcast, but I don't want you to sink us, so no. All right, so what do you got next, Lou? Well, I'm actually going to touch back on the one week for just a second. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the song, and I think anybody who's ever heard of it always thinks of the Chinese chicken. That is one of the main things that everybody always hears. And I mean, they could skip the entire song, and all they're going to hear is the chicken of Chinese, the Chinese chicken. Yep, you have a drumstick, and your brain starts tripping, I think. So, whatever. Or clicking, or tripping. Or... This is absolutely not a karaoke song. No, oh my god. I would, no. I would trip over my mouth so many times it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, my last one that I've got here for you is kind of the quintessential, in my opinion, guilty pleasure, and that's Hold On by Wilson Phillips. I enjoy that song, but let's hear why it's a guilty pleasure for you. Uh, well, all right. This rock-ish kind of ballad song by the trio Wilson Phillips, um, which I believe it, two out of three of them was um, Brian Wilson's kids, weren't Yes, they? yep. Um, it implores the listener to... Yeah, today may suck balls due to a bad situation because of a bad of a significant other, but it's gonna get better if you hold on and stick with it. Let's take a quick listen. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. There's no real personal feeling for me on why I like this song. I just did. It just stuck with me. I always liked it. It's something that I'm not going to go sing along to, but I won't turn it off either. And I have to say, though, when they put it in Harold and Kumar as the poser guys when they're listening to it, and then as they're singing it in that van, 
it just kind of brought it to the forefront going, you know what? I'm not the only person who likes this song, and damn it, I don't care. No, anyway, um, I really enjoyed the song, too. I always had this thing, though, for, and I don't know which one of the which one of the singers it was, but she was she was a little chunky, okay. and she had the long brunette hair. Was I was Carney? It might have been Carney Wilson, but I always kind of had a thing for her when I was when this song was out and the video was out, you know, and they did it in that black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of colored version of it, and uh, I just absolutely had this thing for her, which you know never hurts. And and it's it might be sexist and it might be wrong of us to say this, but when you're watching somebody and not only do you have some sort of a lustful, you know sexual feeling for this person even though you have no idea who they are or what they're like and it's likely never going to happen right that sometimes helps with the enjoyment of the music oh yeah i mean we've, we've actually touched on that for a few of these i mean katie berry for example right and well let's get right into my last one too yeah let's let's finish this with a bang well because you know we were, what we were just talking about my last one is wrecking ball by my miley cyrus okay so, Wrecking Ball is a pop ballad which lyrically discusses the deterioration of a relationship. Miley Cyrus released this in August of 2013. The song, uh, though starting at number 50 when released, works its way to number one. Here, listen to this snippet. I came in like a The controversial music video that accompanied this song surely had something to do with the rise to number one. Have you seen the video, Lou? I actually haven't seen the video, but I did see Anne Hathaway do a version of this on Lip Sync Battle. Oh, okay. Which she dressed in the same out outfit, uh, rode a wrecking ball, and it was her against Emily Blunt, and it's absolutely worth taking a look. Because I'll, I guess... I'll, I'll have to check that out. Why would I call this a guilty pleasure song? Well, as we talked about, the physical attraction uh the lustful attraction to um the artist you know the fact that i get chub every time i watch this video <laughs> might have something to do with it now that i sound like the creepy old guy down the street i'm gonna turn it back over to lou to close us out lou okay um i never was the huge miley fan i mean there's a few of the songs before she went a little uh, crazy for lack of a better way to put it well she changed her image well, yeah, but it, she seemed to pull a Britney for a little while, but it was a really, it was a brief, it was like kind of a gentle curve as opposed to a 90 degree turn. Right, and she has settled down since then, too. Oh, yeah, and I can't say that I dislike her. I, she's got a great voice. Absolutely. Um, she is easy on the eyes, mostly, and she's put out some damn good music. Right. So, I mean, I, I can't give you a hard time about that, and actually going back and listening to it, it's a decent song. I can't see why it's spent the time on the charts as much as it did but at the same time i mean i'm not the only one who makes the decisions it's like nielsen with tv you know if they took my viewing habits for tv we'd all be screwed in more than one way i got a feeling i don't watch that on tv that's on the computer thank you <laughs> well i think that's gonna wrap this one up for us lou we uh again thank you guys for listening and uh come back next week when we are going to be talking power ballads any anything to lead us into the power ballad thing no i mean everybody knows who their favorite power ballads are you'll hear some some of who are some of our favorites if i could ever talk and you know, if you want to send us a message or something, what are your guilty pleasures? Anything you want to admit to to the world? And if we get any messages, we might even tell people, if you want us to, of course. Right, yeah, you can do that. You can send us an email at 
musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Musically Challenged. Musically Challenged Podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. 